the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On March 29, 2004, President George W. Bush welcomed seven former Soviet bloc nations, Romania, Bulgaria, Slovakia, Lithuania, Slovenia, Latvia, and Estonia into NATO at a White House ceremony and celebrated freedom for these countries. They had formerly been under the strong arm, the foot of the Soviet Union. Today in 1867, Britain's Parliament passed and Queen Victoria signed the British North America Act that created the Dominion of Canada. Today in 1943, World War II rationing of meat, fats, cheese began, limiting consumers to store purchases of an average of about two pounds a week for beef, pork, lamb, and mutton. They were using little coupons, foods like a food stamp, I guess, but it was like a coupon. No, I don't remember that. Today in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were convicted in New York of conspiracy to commit espionage for the Soviet Union. They were executed in 1953. Today in 1973, the last U.S. troops left South Vietnam. And today in 1984, if you like football, I do, and if you follow it at all, you may remember this, But today in 1984, under the cover of early morning darkness, the Baltimore Colts football team left its home city of 30 years and moved to Indianapolis. When the football fans arose that morning, they said, Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Our football team has taken flight or something like that. Yeah, they just pulled out. It was in the middle of the night. The big semis pulled in while while everybody was sleeping in Baltimore. They didn't want to face the crowds. They got angry. The crowds did because they liked their football team. But the owners of the football team said, well, it'll be better in Indianapolis. And I presume it has been. We are a broken nation. Our hearts are broken. Most of our institutions are broken. I don't say this negatively, it's just a fact. We don't function as we should and as we have in the past. We are broken. I believe there is healing. I believe there is restoration. And I know who can restore us. But we are broken today. Our hearts are broken today because of the tragedy that happened in Nashville this week. Monday morning. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 147, verse 3, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. The prophet Isaiah wrote, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. 
I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That is our hope in times like these, and these are indeed perilous, unprecedented times. Percentage of Americans who say patriotism, religious faith, family, other traditional family values, faith, freedom, and family, as we say each morning when we come on the air. The support for every traditional American value included in this poll that Wall Street Journal took has receded since 1998. Only one thing is more important today than it was in 1998. That's money. Wall Street Journal was obviously struck by their results, but not surprised, nor would we be surprised. But it should be a wake-up call to both Christians and patriots. The Wall Street Journal said America pulls back from values that once defined it. That was their headline yesterday. Their recent poll found that patriotism, religion, and hard work hold less importance in America. They said patriotism, religious faith, having children, other priorities that help define the national character for generations are receding in importance to Americans. They said some 38% of respondents said patriotism was very important to them. 39% said religion was very important. That was down sharply from when the journal first asked that question in 1998. Back in 1998, 70% deemed patriotism to be very important, and 62% said so of religion. Beginning with patriotism, only 38% of Americans say it's very important to them, down from 61% in 2019 and 70% in 1998. We've lost the love of country. Well, some people would say as they sweep their spiritual skirts around themselves, we are, we are citizens of heaven. That's true. I've been an ordained minister in my entire adult life. I've preached I don't know how many sermons about that from the pulpit. Of course we are citizens of heaven if we're saved. But God has placed us here for such a time as this. If we believe that God is in control, we have to ask ourselves, why then did God allow me as a person to be born in this time rather than in 19, or live my life back then when everything was so great? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that God has a plan, and you and I are a part of it. Broken down by political affiliation, Republicans, 59% are more likely than Democrats, 23%, and independents, 29%, to rank patriotism as very important. Older adults, this won't surprise you, older, older adults are also more likely to place more importance on patriotism than young adults. If you're wondering why, I can give you one real quick reason. There are probably several, but one is they've been indoctrinated for 12 to 16 years in public education classrooms, and they've been told everything negative about America and things that weren't even true in some cases. Yes, we had slaves, and we fought a war against ourselves to rid ourselves of wrongdoing. That was wrong before God. And America spilled American blood 
to right that wrong. No other country has ever done that in the history of the world. But we, we carry the burden of that sin and there is no redemption in the minds of the progressives. Seniors ages 65 and older are the most patriotic. I'm sure you knew that. You'd noticed it. We all have. Respondents in this Wall Street poll, it was pretty in-depth. They were also asked about how they view the United States. 21% say the United States stands above all countries in the world. 50% say it's one of the greatest countries in the world, along with some others. And 27% say, well, there are other countries better than the United States. And my response to that is, of course, may I help you move there? You're free. Because you live in America, you're free to do what you want to do. The percentage of Americans who believe other countries are better rose to 27% in this poll from 19% in just 2016. A part of this poll that they took, this survey, has to do with religion and community. And they kind of tie the two together. I don't see it really as tied together, but I understand kind of where they're coming from. The journal poll joined the ranks of other polls that are out there, and there are a number of them out there, that indicate that religion has been devalued. Its role has been devalued in the nation. It continues to prioritize self-gratification and secular progressivism over spirituality. And we do. That is true. While 49% of respondents say, I know God really exists, and I have no doubt about it, only 39% say religion is very important to them. Like patriotism, religion has seen a precipitous decline in ranking of <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> ranking of importance. 62% of Americans said religion was very important in 1998, a sentiment that tumbled down to 48% from 62% to 48% in 2019 before hitting this year's low percentage. Young respondents, of course, are less likely to rank religion as very important to them than seniors, 31% to 55%. Republicans, 53%. Also more likely than Democrats, 27%. And independents, 38%. They think religion is important. They say that 38% of independents say religion is very important to them. When asked, though, how often do you attend religious services, church services, Nearly a third, 32%, said never, (laughs) followed by 19% who said less than once a year. 13% say every week, and 8% say, well, several times a year. 9% said once or twice a year, and 6% say several times a week. 5% say two to three times a month, and 5% said nearly every week. It's interesting because, first of all, let me say what you probably know, and I know you do if you listen to this program because we've talked about it, they, when they poll religious beliefs, there is there is some barriers there that they just can't get past because they don't quite understand religion in the sense of being born again, evangelical, biblical Christianity. There are people that are turning away from the churches because the churches are not speaking the truth in some cases. And if they are speaking the truth, they're certainly not speaking it to the culture. And the churches have, in a sense, become 
please don't misunderstand me. I believe in church. God instituted the church. We are the church of Jesus Christ. But in some churches, we have become so irrelevant to the pressing things that are happening in our culture that people, especially this younger generation, just don't know. But that doesn't mean that they've abandoned God necessarily. They've just abandoned the churches. But when they take these polls, and the Wall Street Journal is one of the best at at this kind of thing, in my opinion. But when they take these polls, they can't get past that whole notion that if people say, I don't go to church, it may not mean I don't feel God is very important. And they have a hard time separating those kinds of things. You get what I'm saying. So keep that in the back of your mind. And I always do when I read these polls. I I understand. I think there are more people more spiritually energized today in America than the polls show. I really do. And I think that is the great divide that we see. And I'll come back to that in a few moments. That is the great divide that we see in our culture. But when you talk about this and you see the decline in interest I suppose that would be the best way to uh, to identify this. When you see 5% people saying they go to church nearly every week, there's 95% that, that don't go to church. And there's, I'm, we're, talking, we're not talking about Buddhism and Islam and so on. We're talking about Christianity. When you talk about church in America, no matter what the progressives say, no matter what the leftists say, I mean, yeah, it's a place if you want to be a Muslim, you can be a Muslim here, whatever. But when they talk about these numbers in relationship to our to our population, they're talking about Christianity because we are still a predominantly Christian nation in belief. So when you look at these numbers, you have to ask yourself, man, there's got to be consequences to this. Well, there are. Some of the consequences that we're seeing, we saw this this week. I mean, there is shootings and killings on a regular basis. If you live in the Northwest, in Seattle, Portland, I mean, Chicago, it's killings per night in Chicago. It almost becomes normal. If you're not paying attention, it's, well, how many people were shot in Chicago tonight? Well, only nine. Well, that's better. It was 21 last week or whatever, or over the weekend. We live in a world that is so out of control. It's so broken. And so many people's hearts are broken today. There are activists running in all directions trying to remake America into something it never has been and was never intended to be. The Daily Caller is reporting this morning that trans activists have criticized right-wing groups and Christians following the Nashville school shooting. It resulted in the deaths of three kids and three adults, as you know, this 28-year-old transgender shooter, Audrey Hale. She used pronoun male pronouns and occasionally went by the name Aiden, was killed by police Monday after she shot three nine-year-old students, three adults, so on. The multiple trans advocates, though, are arguing that Hale is the victim. The person who shot the kids 
and the adults at that school, six of them total, and killed them, was the victim. That is the message that's being pushed in our culture in this nation this morning. Multiple trans advocates argued (laughs) that Hale was also a victim of the shooting, and they criticized the media's portrayal of her and her gender identity. And this trans resistance network, TRN, has now released a statement. It's a highly funded group of people who are trying to advance transgenderism in America. They've released a statement that says, quote, second and more complex tragedy that occurred that day was the tragedy of a person being pushed, pushed in fear, trying to eliminate, the cops were trying to eliminate transgenderism. I mean, you almost say, I, I didn't hear that. I don't even believe someone said that, but they they did. They said, we point out today's incident in, T- in Nashville, Tennessee is not one tragedy, but two. This transgender network said in the uh, statement posted on Twitter, quote, we do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation. So you people who are voting for bills that stop these doctors and hospitals from operating on little girls and making them, quote-unquote, into little boys and vice versa, it's your fault. You're the one that's responsible for this. And this shooter was the victim. I'm not overstating this. That's what's out there today, on this day, on Wednesday. Their statement said many transgender people deal with anxiety and depression and thoughts of suicide. Well, of course they do. It's contrary to God's law. God created a male and a female, and whether you believe it or not, that's the way it is. So if you embrace it, you find fulfillment in life. If you embrace the Lord, you find forgiveness and restoration, you find direction, you find purpose. If you reject that, of course, life is hell. That's the problem. But oh no, they turn it around and they say many transgender people deal with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide. And then they say this in the next sentence. This is not out of context. They said PTSD from the constant drumbeat of anti-trans hate, lack of acceptance from family members and certain religious institutions drive people to do these things. If you don't buy in to the LGBTQ agenda, if you don't buy in to the transgenderism agenda, which is out of control, thanks to Joe Biden, President of the United States and others, if you don't buy into that, you are the problem. You are creating these kinds of things where blood is spilled in the hallways of a Christian school. It's your fault. That's how bad it is in our culture today. NBC this morning, shortly after news broke Monday of a fatal shooting at a private Christian Nashville elementary school, they said, I'm, I'm, I have their transcript from their news this morning. Police said the suspect was transgender. This detail, according to trans people in the state, has poured fuel 
on an already combustive environment that has led many of them to fear for their safety. Excuse me, NBC, it was three adults and three nine-year-olds who were killed. The transgender was killed because they didn't want any more innocent children killed. This is NBC. Within 10 minutes of police saying that the suspect was transgender, NBC says, I'm quoting them, this is what they said on the air. Transgender, the hashtag transgender trans terrorism trended on Twitter. Around the same time, Republican lawmakers, including Senator J.D. Vance, a Republican from Ohio, and conservative firebrand uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Republican from Georgia, they insinuated in social media posts that the shooter's gender identity played a role in the shooting. And by Tuesday morning, they said, the the cover of the Rupert Murdoch-owned New York Post read, quote, transgender killer targets Christian school. But wait a minute. What they're not telling you is that the chief of police of Nashville, I double-checked this to be sure he said it, and he did. I saw the video. Nashville police chief John Drake who has been very reticent, they will not tell the public what's on that manifesto that this person had written. He said this, and I'm quoting him. You will not hear this in the news media, I'm sure. He said, she went to that actual school, so there's some belief that there was some resentment for having to go to that school, and that's why this incident occurred. I'm sure he'll be reprimanded for saying that, but he said it in a moment of honesty. I don't know him. Maybe he's a very honest person. I don't know. But I do know he said it because I watched him say it on video. She targeted that school for a reason. No wonder the hearts of America are broken. The corporate media outlets have stumbled around that name and the pronoun. CNN even edited an article After publication on Monday, they came back and edited the article to remove the word woman, but the updated article made no mention of the shooter's transgender identity. That's how committed the corporate media and the leftist progressives, this administration, the President of the United States, and all of these people that are pushing this agenda, they're killing people. They're killing these kids that are going out and they're caught up in this whole movement of transgenderism. It is an affront to God, it's an affront to nature, and it's an affront to a civil society. This is not right, what they're doing. And God will judge this. God will not allow this to continue any more than he did Sodom and Gomorrah. This is wrong. These little kids are caught up in this. These little kids are making decisions that they should never be making at this age in their life. Washington State is an example of where this leads. A Senate bill on the cusp of the House floor vote would allow homeless youth shelters to avoid notifying parents of runaway children if the juvenile is seeking general uh, gender-affirming tra- treatment or reproductive health services. This is Senate Bill 5599, Washington State. It's sponsored by Senator Marco Elias. He's a homosexual activist. He would allow, and he's a Democrat senator, 
that would allow host homes to keep runaway children from their parents or legal guardians for the purpose of helping them access gender affirmation, surgery, or medical procedures. The bill cleared the Senate in a 27-19 vote on March the 1st. Now shelters must also notify the parents within 24 to 72 hours if the youth does not have permission to be there, but this bill will change that. Senate Bill 5599 alters this policy by adding an additional compelling reason, quote-unquote, for not notifying the parents to include if the child is seeking gender-affirming treatment. If the kid says, I'm a little boy, but I think I'm a girl, they don't have to tell the person, the parents, they take the kid in, they do surgery on him, they, they screw up the rest of his life, and this is called normal. And as we speak right now, the legislature in Washington State is considering this. The Senate has already passed it. Senate Bill 5599, sponsored by Lias. He's a Democrat from Makatillo. He said, he said uh, it will allow host homes to keep runaway children from their parents or legal guardians for the purpose of helping them access gender affirmation, surgery, or medical procedures. The bill has continued to advance through the legislature despite strong opposition to the proposal. Of course, people are, are, are resenting this. They're responding. They're reacting to it. They're arguing that it undermines parental rights. It certainly does. But they're not in the majority, unfortunately, in the legislature. And so it keeps being pushed forward. That's the world we live in. That's why hearts are broken in America today. The flashpoint of the bill is that the bill undermines parental rights and authority over the child without due process, and it destroys the life of the child who is suffering from gender dysphoria and needs help, not affirmation. God help us. We are so screwed up in this nation right now that I don't see how God's grace can continue to be shed upon us if we continue on this path. For many supporters of the bill, keeping a child away from their parents and not notifying them of this medical procedure is justified if they are not affirming of the child's claim to be the opposite sex. Many of the proponents argue that parents simply are not agreeing with their children creates an unsafe home environment. In fact, Jim Walsh, a Republican from Aberdeen, he asked plant, the Planned Parenthood Greater Northwest Educator, this Sarah uh, Kukanon or Kokanon, who testified in favor of the bill, the difference between an unsafe home and an unsupportive home. She could not define it for him. She said a bunch of words, but never answered the question. And that is the issue. Our culture today is driven by ideology that is 100% in opposition to Almighty God and His nature. That's where we are today. It's not hopeless, but boy, we should be aware and we should be informed on what's happening in our world. As long as you'll support us, we'll continue to cover these issues and talk about them with Straight Talk. Thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 9- 009 box 399 bellevue washington 
1-800-926-9008-009. We need your support. Thanks for being here today. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.